In this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely Lydia, who is a certified parental coach and NLP practitioner who helps parents with challenging teenagers to rebuild and strengthen their relationships with their teens without any of the arguments, shouting and disrespect by using her no drama parenting method and her inspirational story is all about how to fix your relationship with your challenging teen. So welcome Lydia to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. Thank you for joining me. So would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you're from? And also, what is your inspirational story today? Hi, Samantha. Thanks for having me here. So um, I'm, I'm a life coach and an NLP practitioner. Um, but like about three years ago, um, I decided uh, that I wanted to aim my coaching to help parents that have challenging teenagers so I can help them to rebuild and strengthen their relationships um, with no arguments, no shouting, no disrespect, with a method that I created called No Drama Parenting Method. So what happened is that, um, that's a little bit of my story then, <laughs> uh, not going backwards too much. Uh, so I'm from Spain originally. I came to London 21 years ago, um, very young. And I just wanted to make a living already. I didn't know what to do with my life. I knew that I didn't want to be in Spain anyway. Um, so um, I got pregnant, I got children, I got married because I did everything backwards. <laughs> my husband at that time um, is from New Zealand. So, um, so we've been always trying to move from New Zealand, Spain, England, just trying to find out where we wanted to stay. Uh, we always came back to England. So my mission story really started uh, three years ago when I walked into my daughter's room and I found that he was about to hang himself. Uh, so she was about to stand on a chair and then there was this uh, rope hanging from the chandelier and I noticed there was a, a three pages um, goodbye letter on the desk. And so all I could say in that moment is, uh, what the f are you doing? Gosh. She dropped on the floor. Uh, she went all white and shaky and crying and she just couldn't speak. So at that moment, I like life froze in that moment, I, I didn't know what was going on. Um, I realized that I didn't know my child. Um, and we were just like, I don't know how, to, how what that moment was so unreal that that just like can really can explain. So what happened is uh, because I didn't know what to do with my coaching and with my, my, all my diplomas and stuff. I was doing coaching here and there, but never felt fulfilled, yeah? Mm -hmm. So from that experience, I kind of knew what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, my relationship with my daughter was horrible from that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, she was 
not even 12 at that time. Oh. So, yeah, that was November. She was going to turn 12 in December. So um, their relationship just like went downhill from that moment. Um, I didn't know my child at all. Um, she was becoming aggressive. She was becoming um, self-harming and uh, and depression, anxiety, you know, and all of these things. I didn't understand. I didn't know how to deal with that too. Um, even though I was a coach <laughs> and, and an LLP practitioner, I didn't know what to do. The end of that relationship was I had to send him, send her with um, with her dad. I also have another daughter. She's older and they, um, she's autistic. So I ended up sending my youngest daughter to her dad because we were divorced at that time. And... Um, and I've discovered that I wasn't the problem and she wasn't the problem because in my house, I was having a good relationship with my older daughter and she was having a good relationship with her dad. So I was like, what is happening in here? Something is not clicking. So what I did on that time that we were separated, she hated me, by the way. Like she didn't respond to any of my messages. She didn't want to see me. She just didn't want to do anything to do with me. She hated me. I cry rivers and rivers of tears. Mm. So what happened is that I tried to rebuild that relationship somehow. I did, I did therapy, I got books, I did a nonviolent resistance course. I, did, I tried to do all sorts to rebuild that relationship. So what happened is that meeting with all the parents that we were in the same situation, uh, I find out that we were doing certain things that were working where other things weren't working. So what I did is I put all my skills, my coaching skills, my NLP skills. I did a neuroscience course, my MVR skills. So I put the things that were working to always, in any case, with any children, any age, all those techniques and and skills that we were learning that always work i put them together a step by step so what i did is i followed these steps with my daughter um and i realized that um a few months later she came back home i keep on implementing those skills and those techniques and their relationship has started to grow and, and become better and better and better. Um, so in in about six months, I have my daughter back and the relationships are getting stronger and stronger until today. Because uh, I don't know when was last time that I, we had an argument. So what happened is that I was thinking, okay, if this works for me, is it gonna work for the parents too? So I started to coach parents that have similar problems and trying to teach them these techniques with the results that parents came back to me saying, this is working. So I knew that I had something in my hands that I could help other parents in my safe situation because there is a lot of help out there for children that have mental health problems, but parents that have challenging children that have 
feeling really lonely and frustrated because we don't know where to turn. We don't have help. Mm. So what happened is uh, um, I started to implement in these uh, techniques with all the parents. The parents were having really good results. Uh, I started to write a guide. So I wrote a free guide that people can download uh, to follow their steps um, so they know what, what it is. I started to do uh, webinars to inform people about this. I started to run a program too to coach parents. Um, I opened a Facebook group that is growing really fast um, because um, it's, what I do is totally different. It's just like out of the outside of the box and this is why it's working so well because it's a, a parenting um, method that is totally different. And I, I call it the no drama parenting method <laughs> because yeah. what you're supposed to do is to um, is to uh, rest, uh, um, rebuild that relationship with your children without the drama and the aggression and the shouting and these arguments. So that's why I call it the no drama parenting method. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened yeah that's the, the, the end of the story is that because i um got re to reveal the relationship with my daughter she came to open up and uh and she was very comfortable telling me that she was uh transgender so i realized that all this anger that she had inside was because she couldn't communicate what she had inside. So now I have a really happy son, mm -hmm. which uh, he started transition about um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And his mental health issues are like really under control now. And our relationship is just getting stronger and stronger. I don't know when was the last time that we had an argument, to be mm -hmm. honest. So that, that is really the, the aim of what I want to do is to help parents, yes, to rebuild the relationship with the children, but also to save them from suicide, which is a very, very common thing going on in between uh, teenagers. And we don't want to talk about it. We always try to brush it under the carpet but I think it's something that we really need to put on the table because it happened to me and I was lucky, but some parents didn't have that luck. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, amazing your story and um, to resonate with so many parents out there, especially just now, you know, like where uh, teenagers are really mental health issues are on the rise um, so much to be able to have that support system and, and a system to be able to go to um, is huge because as much as I love being in the UK and we have a wonderful uh, national health service, it is pushed to limits. I know that. Um, and I don't actually know if there is that much facilities out there for parents. It's already stretched. I know um, working myself with teens, 
on the capacity for teenagers and the wait list for teenagers with mental um, health issues. So I don't even know. So I think it's amazing that you have brought this awareness to your own um, adversity has now brought something um, positive out of it for you to be able to help other parents because I mean I can't even imagine what you must have been going through when you see a child uh, in pain and at that point of they feel as if it's the only way that they they cannot continue you know um, and I think that your mind just must be all over the place so for you to be able to put that into a process to be able to help other parents who are going through that or even being able to get to before that point of you know because it's relationship as you say before they even get to that point to to have that strategy of um like as you say that you're no drama <laughs> um, on it to uncover what's going on like with your uh, your child and um knowing that a lot of the time it is a lot deeper than than that you know and understanding um but if you don't have that skill set of how to open a child up then yes i i really think it's an amazing thing that you're that you're offering and that through this um thank you <laughs> huge adversity to yourself is is um managing to help other parents as well so so what is it um if they could what are some of the things if a parent is listening today is there anything um is there any one or two or three things that that you could apart from obviously coming to see you which we'll we'll talk about that and we'll give you the details but if there's is there anything that a parent um like first steps that you would suggest for a parent to look out for to do etc well the the first step on the method that i teach is awareness so there is a lot of things to be aware of because when we see that our teenagers misbehave or they're challenging we just see their behavior so we don't tend to see what is underneath like for me for example um i didn't know that my son had this thing inside him and um, because he wasn't able to because he also has autism so he he wasn't able to express what he was feeling and all that um those emotions were turning into anger so what i teach and the first step to my to the parents is awareness so awareness of how a teenage brain is developing if they have any underlayer problems um, that parents might not know and and how our own reactions to their behavior can make things worse so one of the things is that we have to step down from our parent parental ego however you want to call yeah, it yeah so just leave that ego outside the door because we are parents yet but we don't know our children you can know a little bit of your children but you never know what's in their head no 
So our ego as a parent can make a really impact on the relationship because we mm -hmm. don't know a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Try to do our best with the knowledge that we have, mm -hmm. but we don't know a lot of things. And we sometimes try to implement the rules and the, and the boundaries and, and tell them what to do, what not to do. Um, but uh, we need to be aware of where are those rules coming from? Where are those boundaries coming from? Is this something that we learn from our parents? Is that suitable to our children? So it's, it, in general, it's like um, to be aware of oneself and to be aware of who our teenagers are and how we can bring those two people together. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, it's, it's, it's so true. So I'm, as you know, I'm a coach as well, and I have teenagers, and I do feel it is, we do step into, like, the ego, which I call fear, um, and it's our beliefs from our own parenting, and most of our decisions and our reactions come from that fear beast like belief system and it is amazing to be able to have a system to be able to to look at it from another point it's take i mean i still don't get perfect but i think i probably need to come to you as well but i think um it is awareness is is so key um to knowing the relationship from it so i think that's a huge thing for our listeners to take away with um, just now is to be able to uh, have awareness of ourselves and also our limitations on knowing what our child is and what they're going through as well. I think that's that's absolutely amazing. For me, it's um, an eye-opener to, to find out the way I used to react to my child behavior, because I always said the naughty behavior is, um, is a symptom of an under layer of a problem there, yeah? So they might not want to um, behave like that, um, but without us knowing that, we don't know how to help them. And if we are not aware of our own reactions to their behavior, we can make the situation even worse. And for me, it was an eye-opener to just a step back um, and analyze my own behavior and realize that I was behaving uh, in the same way that my dad. My dad was a very um, controlling and strict man. And, um, and I, I always promised to myself, when I had children, I will never be like him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he had a really bad temper, and and at the end I was doing exactly the same to my to my children. I know, and it's so common, you know. It's so subconscious in us, it you is. know, like the beliefs and uh, the perspectives and the values that that get installed in us before we even know. I mean, I know you do NLP as well, so just to give us. The listeners a little bit but our beliefs are put into us by the time we're six or seven so there's things that even consciously if we say we don't want to be like our parents they're kind of in there before we even know it because as soon as we become a parent it's what we heard as a child so then we kind of do it and I, I do think 
bringing us up to the surface is is absolutely key um, to building relationships with your, your your child as well. And I think what I love about you as well is that I think if you have a little bit of science, which you were talking about, about the neuroscience, about the brain and how actually sometimes a child, and especially a teenager, can't do any different because their brain's working differently. And, and if you react on that way, you know, instead of it being a response, it becomes a reaction. And then that gap of being able to communicate is gone, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I... I love that, and I think it's so so valuable. You know, for any any parent to learn this now, mind if they're going through children with mental health issues, or I mean, any child, you know, to be and any parent to be able to have this because it's not something that we get taught at all. We only learn from what our parents did. You know, we can only do with what we've got, and until that awareness is brought to the forefront, you know that's why the the behaviors and the reactions keep happening so yes I, I absolutely love it but we've we've had like the the one step is there is there one thing one simple thing that if you could leave the listeners with what would it be what could they take away with them to do with them what would you get what advice would you give them mainly yeah to deal with our own ego, to forget about being, because being a parent to a child is not the same that being a parent to a teenager. They, they are two different yeah. people, yeah? Mm -hmm. Even though it's the same person, you cannot treat them the same. So, trying to be more of a friend and trying mm. to be curious about your teenagers and trying to uh, trying to not tell them what to do and what mm. not to do, but trying to understand them and try to negotiate with them. Mm -hmm. Negotiations go way long better than tell them what to do or what not to do. Mm -hmm. So that, just forget about being the parent of that child because that child mm -hmm. is grown so yeah. for me teenagers are like being in limbo pool yeah. they are just going through so much from childhood to adulthood that in that intermediate time they don't know who they are they're trying to find out what's going on with all these hormones up and down the brain is developing different put on top that if they have mental health issues um they totally lost. Yeah. They yep. don't know. Yep. So if you become more of a friend, trying to find out who that new person is, mm -hmm. then you have a lot of more chances to have a good relationship with them. I love it. I love that because I think you're so right to step out of the ego on what how you think a parent should be, you know, and rules and whatever and then stepping into that kind of friendship and being there and discovering this new person because they really are a new person when they are a teenager and yeah I think that's amazing advice and so 
Where can people get a hold of you to work with you? Where, where on social media? What, do you have a website? What is it that they, how can they so find you? I, I spend a lot of time on my Facebook group. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that is like my, my family. <laughs> so I really care for the people that come into the group. I try to reach out to them. Like I personally call them to get mm-hmm. to all the challenges. So I think that's the best place that you can reach me more than web pages. Of, because I live in my group. Yeah, you live in your group. So I, I think we'll be able to find you there. Yeah. And I think we have your link of your group below. Do you have a Facebook um a Facebook page and a website as well? Or is yeah, it just... the Facebook page is um, Lydia Parental Coach. That's yeah. fine. So that'll be in the link below as well. In the bio, so you'll be fine, Lydia, there. Um, and also we'll have the link to our Facebook group so that you can uh, talk directly. Because as Lydia just said, she is in there quite a lot. So you'll probably get her there more than anywhere. Um, so that is amazing. You'll have more information below, as I say, if you want to contact Lydia and work with her. I'm sure she'll be pleased to hear and give you some advice. Um, And on that note, I'd just like to say thank you, Lydia, for joining us. And thank thank you, listeners. (laughs) My pleasure. And we will just say bye-bye. Bye.